Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Three mistakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Falcoholic Podcast listeners, welcome to another episode of the Falcoholic Live. This is your host, Kevin Knight, here to give you an update on a few things that we've been working on. So as you guys know, we do shows at on Wednesdays at 8, 10 p.m. Eastern. We also do post-game shows following the games. Uh, you can also now uh, subscribe to the show on Patreon to get some exclusive benefits, including ad-free versions of these podcasts. And also, we have started our Discord server, which was a requested feature. So look for the link on YouTube or on our Twitter page if you'd like to go join the conversation on Discord. Without further ado, guys, enjoy the show. Thank you. Fellow Falcoholics, welcome to the Falcoholic Live's Week 13 post-game show, Falcons vs. Saints. You're here, we're here, we've got some takes. I know Eric especially is just waiting to launch some takes. We're going to have Adnan Ikic joining us a little bit later as well. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be a, a fiery show. Uh, we're going to, you know, this is a roasting episode, okay? Sometimes we're just a simmering show as like another channel likes to say. They're just a simmering show, but you know, this is going to be a roasting session, okay? We're going to get into this uh, travesty by Dirk Cutter. I mean, most of the game was a travesty, but you know, it, he also made it very convenient with that final drive, uh, and the drive before that, and all these issues. Like, um, so we're gonna get into that. We're gonna roast this man. Uh, before we do that, do you, uh, I do want to remind you guys, if you don't mind, to like the video. It helps other folks on YouTube find it. We really appreciate that. Uh, subscribe if you're not already subscribed. Hit that subscribe button. Um, we have a Patreon now for those that want to support the show. That's in the show description as well as a Discord, uh, which was a lot of fun today. That was our first game day on the Discord channel. We had about 30, 40 Falcons fans in there chatting it up. That was a lot of fun. So check that out too if you do Discord. Um, but otherwise, guys, uh, we're gonna we're gonna get into this. Uh, I do have to shout out also uh, Solaire slash Guy Fieri for becoming our first patron. Uh, thank you for your support, Solaire. Uh, we appreciate you, buddy. All right, so. Eric, I know you have takes. I'll let you have the floor first. Todd Gurley got to go. <laughs> you got to go. You got to get out of here. Oh, my God. Yeah. I don't care if it's, if he take an Uber, a Lyft, a flight, a bus. You got to go. You got to get out of here. Yeah. yeah. I, I, matter of fact, shelve him for the year. <laughs> Punish him. I don't have to see another carry for him for the rest of the year. Okay, <laughs> I, 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 I'm not the type of guy that you know uh, like to walk around and say I told you so, but I'm gonna do it today. I told y'all Ty Gurley was not worth spending five million dollars on. I told y'all that knee was not gonna hold up the entire season. I told y'all Tur- Gurley doesn't have it. The burst is gone. He ain't got it. Yep. Okay. 
I know that the play calling was was terrible all four quarters. I get it. But this is this is we going back to Pop Warner with this, okay? Okay? Yeah. North and South. When you were running back, when you were ball carrier, when you were skill position player, north and south, it's third and two. You have the momentum. You're inside their, what, 15-yard line. Yeah. And you run backwards and lose seven yards to force a fourth and long. He got to go, man. I've already, we've already <laughs> yeah. said our beef about Cutter, but right. this right here sealed it for me with Gurley. This is the second time this year he's done this. He did it in the Detroit game, and in the Detroit game, that that same play where he tried to outrun the defense, it killed a momentum drive. It forced the offense to, to take a field goal instead of six, instead of a touchdown. That touchdown could have won them the game. If you go back to the first Carolina game, it was poor, uh, poor game situation with him again because what happened? They were nursing the lead, and he ran out of bounds to stop the clock. Yep. <laughs> This is the third time this year that he has used poor judgment late in games, and twice it has cost the team the game. And it could have happened three times. I'm tired of Todd Gurley. He got to go, man. I'm not a Georgia fan, so I don't give a damn. He got to go. <laughs> yeah. He got to go. I mean, I don't disagree. Like, it, it's – like, part of it was probably to do, like, with Ito. Ito was hurt. Like, I don't know if they would have used Ito there or not. I mean, it's unclear. Um, but, like, yeah. I mean, you, you cannot lose yards there. Absolutely you can't. Just, like, run into the pile if you have to. Like, if you have to just yeah. slam into the pile, like, just do it. Like, for, for, um, for one, I'm not going to blame Cutter for that play call because he ran the ball fairly well on that drive. He pulled off. The play prior to that, he ran for eight yards. He was getting chunks up the middle. Just yeah. be patient, take the hold that's given to you, and he was doing that. Yeah. it's. Rough. I don't mind the play call. It's third and two. It's under two minutes left. You're inside the 15-yard line. They, they're they probably wanting you to throw, and you run it with – with, you give it with a shotgun draw up the middle with Gurley. Okay, it's stuffed. They're still fourth and three, fourth and four. I'll take that over fourth and nine. Right, fourth and nine is totally unacceptable. Like, and like that's the thing. Like, I didn't mind the like if it was in a vacuum, like a third and two run. In a vacuum, that's not a bad call. Like a third and two run is probably a high yeah. percentage play. But if you yeah, put it in the context, yeah, I mean it, it's that's a fine play call for most offenses. If you put it in the context of this game, which is the Falcons, who are like the twenty eighth worst rushing attack. And mm-hmm. the Saints, the number one run defense in the entire NFL. Like, right. then it becomes less good. Uh, right. And, like, if it just got no gain, even then, like you said, it wouldn't have been that bad. But Gurley was, like, so desperate to make a play, the man, like, lost seven yards on the carry. Like, it's not it's not and it's it's not unacceptable um and like he clearly doesn't have it anymore like i do like Gurley. like i think if you were if you were paying him a couple million dollars to be your short yardage goal line back in an offense that actually can run the ball i think that's fine i think he can be actually really good in that role i don't know if he's ever going to be willing to take that kind of money but like if he was i think that's a, a good role for him he can succeed there um but in this offense 
cannot run the ball. No. Like paying, it's like Dirk Cutter thinks he can cover up his inadequacy as a run game coordinator by just signing an expensive running back, and that does not fix the problem. Like, yeah, Devonte Freeman, you know, obviously kind of on the downslope of his career last year in Atlanta, but like Freeman couldn't make Cutter's scheme work. No one can. Like, no running. I, I don't think Saquon Barkley could. I don't think Christian McCaffrey could. Like, the best part of the run game last year was throwing the ball to Devontae Freeman, which isn't even the run game, but they threw like 50 passes to Freeman and it actually worked okay last year. So um, they don't even do that anymore. I mean, it's stupid, man. It's totally stupid. Um, I do want to read some donations real quick because we're going to continue the burn, but uh, you guys are donating and I want to shout you guys out. Uh, George Costanza, show benefactor. Thank you very much, George, for the donation. He asks, was that Breeze or Hill at QB? I didn't see a difference. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong, bro. The Falcons, like, honestly, the defense wasn't that bad. There were certainly, like, a few plays that were really bad. And, like, honestly, the coverage was the weakest point. That's long been their biggest weakness, so I'm not totally shocked there. But uh, George says the tank is on, baby. If they expand if they expand the, the playoffs to 11 teams per conference, now we have a shot to get in. As of now, we have a 1.3% chance to make the playoffs. So you're telling me there's a chance. No, no. Eight and eight is it. We're done. Okay. We're done. <laughs> definitely don't give a damn what happens for the rest of the season. We're now. done I with the playoffs. Want, I'm done. I just want to win. This is all. Yes, exactly. Beat your rival. Beat your rival. I, going back to what you were saying, though, you know, it wasn't third and two on that drive in that particular moment. That, that run call was not a bad call because, again, they ran the ball twice two other times on that same drive, and Gurley picked up chunks of yards. So they were leaning on the run a little bit against the top run defense, and they were getting plays with it. They were getting yards with it. So I yeah. didn't mind. But again, you you get stuffed at the line. All right, fourth and three. You can still run, you can run play action on fourth and three. Right. Yeah. You can run, because they're expecting it. Mm-hmm. It's a short yard is down. You could run play action on fourth and three, which is actually a strength for this offense. Right. You can't do that shit with fourth and nine. No. It's, we got to get it. Like, it's, yeah. come on, man. It's it's crazy, man. It's totally crazy. Welcome all, also to the show, Adnan Ikic. Adnan, I know you've got some takes as well. We have a lot of donations coming in, so I want to get to these before I miss them, uh, and then I will go to Adnan to get his take. We have Kevin James Waldrop with a $1. Thank you for your support, brother. Uh, no comment. So just just a uh, just a, a tossing a coin to his favorite uh, Fal- Falcon show host. We appreciate that. Uh, George, uh, excuse me, Gary Stafford with the ten dollars, brother. Thank you so much for your support. We appreciate you. Our time will come, he says. What goes around comes around. I hope. I agree with you, brother. Michael Zurich with the two dollars. He says spot on, Eric. Kevin also a great mock draft. Oh, thanks, thanks, thanks. But we'll talk. We'll do some draft takes later if we have time. We'll get to that as well. Uh, the low IQ fans in the comments will get mad because hoy doy quarterback bad, quote unquote. If we are being real, the entire team has failed on every level at some point this season. Nobody is blameless. Eat it, Strategy King. <laughs> oh, man, I love the Strategy King shade. Has he even been here over the last couple weeks? I don't think we've seen him lately. Uh, but also, finally, our Ardies with a $6.06 donation. That's very specific. Uh, Artie says, have one on me, Kevin. I assume he means a shot. Eases the pain. I'm already numb after a couple of strong beers and this pathetic game. Tank back on the menu. Thank you, Artie's. I will have one for you, brother. Um, all right, Adnan, your turn. Deliver us your comments on this game. I'm fucking sick. <laughs> like, that, that was awful. I mean, I, I don't know what's worse. The loss we had two weeks ago, 
or the loss we had today where it looked like it would be the exact same loss from two weeks ago but then you know they gave us some hope before you know pulling the rug out from under us yeah. uh, at the very end we'll talk I'll get to some of these dumb NFL rules like the whole one second versus two seconds on the clock thing I have no idea why you're not allowed to put the put one second back on the clock instead of two but I don't think it would have mattered. It would have given us one more play. That was just, right. you know, that's just a general, like, comment about that. <sighs> like, where to I, I begin? Don't even, yeah. yeah, I don't even know where to begin. Like, the defense wasn't impressive at all. The defense, the defense for the most part, got so lucky in this game. Yeah. They got so lucky with the Will Lutz missed 40-yard field goal <laughs> because Will Lutz is absolutely automatic. Like, he's no young Waiku, but Will Lutz is, like, on that next tier of, like, elite kickers in the NFL. He never misses from from that close. And then we stopped them on a fourth down uh, in Falcons territory. They had the ball uh, toward the end where Matt Ryan had that fumble, but we got it right back. But the defense, Raheem Morris got out-schemed by Sean Payton. In this game, he got out-schemed by Sean Payton in the first game against them, and he got out-schemed against Sean Payton while Sean Payton had a position player playing at quarterback. Like, I don't want... I I don't even want, want to hear the suggestion of Raheem Morris being with this team next season, not even as a defensive coordinator anymore. Nobody on this coaching staff, I tweeted it out, like, everyone on this coaching staff has embarrassed this franchise enough I don't want a single one of them back moving forward in any capacity. Like I, I don't even want Raheem Morris or Jeff Oldbrick like sweeping up the locker rooms yeah. uh, on this team. Next <laughs> they don't even get a like, chance to clean up. Yeah. Like that, that means McKay has to go too. Yes, please get rid of McKay too. Like I, I'm over. I don't it. know like, what I'm, their I'm obsession McKay is too. with McKay, but yeah, they, like they have that, an obsession. Like yeah, McKay is a failed general manager from a decade ago who got promoted because Arthur Blank doesn't know how to fire a guy. Yeah, but there was also that report coming out about how like some GM candidates are turned off by McKay right. uh, by like, McKay's presence. Okay, we need to get rid of him then. <laughs> Yeah, like that's what I was thinking. Like, Rich McKay isn't like some difference maker that like he enhances this franchise so much. But I I think that's that's a talk more for the off season. Um, this coaching staff it isn't just these past few games. Like Raheem Morris didn't just come in a few games ago just out of nowhere, and you know he got the job, and now he's four and three on the job. Raheem Morris is has been with this team as a defensive coordinator for years. Raheem Morris was with this team through that 0-5 start. He was the one calling the plays. As yeah. easy as it is to blame Dan Quinn for everything, and Dan Quinn does deserve his fair share of the blame, you can't completely scapegoat Dan Quinn through all of this. Like Morris and Oldbrick played a big role in the defense being as bad as it was in those first five games. Yeah. They played a big role in this team still being under 500, even if they are over 500 since they took over. And the only reason they're over 500 since they took over is because they they played against these terrible teams that were below 500. Yeah. And the Raiders, who just shit the bed you know, you and like the big you, know you know what they have shown me over these, what, it's been seven games? Is that... While Raheem Morris has gotten better at certain things, he's still poor at game management, which was something that bit him in Tampa Bay. 
he's still in that particular department. He still is very inconsistent with it. Yeah. Very inconsistent with it. Yeah. And like, like I, I know like it's nice. It's nice. The Falcons weren't a complete disaster. Like they were over the first five games of the season with Raheem Morris at the helm. And like, he deserves some credit for, for pulling them out of the gutter. But like that, like we have to keep in context the teams they played. They played a lot of bad teams during that stretch. And like, they beat the Raiders. Like the Raiders aren't that great. I mean, let's the, be honest. The Raiders they like, should have lost to the Jets. Yeah, today. yeah. They almost got punked by the Jets, but the Jets intentionally lost that game. I'm, no, I, no, no, you I believe cannot that. tell me that yeah. they didn't. They they ran a cover zero with the QB spy. Yeah. On third and ten, fifty yards away from from the end zone, with like thirteen seconds left. Yeah. Like the the Jets. That's that's pristine tanking. That's oh, yeah. on on Madden. That's you calling like the worst possible defensive play and engage just, eight. Yeah. And, and then changing to the cornerback, a mid play and then stopping the <laughs> cornerback and letting the player score yes. a touchdown. Oh my God. Yeah. Like, like I, you know, what? full respect to the jets. You know what? They're, they're, <laughs> they respect the tank. Okay. They're respecting the tank. And if the Falcons had done stuff like that the past two years, then you know what? We would have had better draft picks. Man, I don't know if I could really get behind like tanking in that obvious of a fashion. No, 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 but, no, no. Like, that, that, that was way too but, obvious. Yeah, I mean, it was, it's crazy, man. I, I, I'm back on. Eric will be pleased to hear that I'm completely done with the playoff scenarios. <laughs> completely. Uh, they had to win this game like, to, to oh, be yeah, in the contest. They had to. That's the best news I've heard all day. Yeah. Oh, my God. That made my week hasn't even started yet. Thank you, Andrew. Eric's Thank out. You. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, Adnan. Yeah, I, I'm not even going to try to talk myself into them beating the Bucks twice and the Chiefs once. Like they can't, they can't beat Taysom Hill once. They might be able to beat the Bucks once if we're being generous. Possibly, yeah. But like maybe they, they can't beat a quarterback that threw for 71 yards last week in an interception. They can't beat that guy. They, nope. I just and you know another thing that gets me about the Falcons, man, and and, and this goes you know all the way back to the Mike Smith era when they need some type of break they can never seem to get it no nah, they don't get it man. they almost had it today with that fumble that's the that's the play i was going to okay how many times have you seen in other games nfl teams make that play and somehow the ball stays in bounds right and it continues to roll how many times have you seen a guy like you know, a defense make a play like what isaiah oliver had right. and he had the like they can never get a break, man. And I just – I don't know if that's something that's taught to the team itself or or what. Like, it's just – they can never get a break, man. Even the even the, the, the fourth down call to Julio. Like, yeah, he got a hand on it, but I just – again, they can never get a break, man. Like, it's just – this team is just – it's – it's so draining. Had that yeah. ball just stayed in bounds, like Keanu could have possibly had a play on it. He kind of got <laughs> tripped over Taysom yeah. Hill, but that was possible scoop and score territory. Yeah. Scoop and score. Yeah, that was. It's just bad luck, man. And like that shit happens. Like it happens. You just have to. You just have to kind of be okay yeah, with play, it. But that play happened against the Patriots. Yeah. Oh man, it's rolling towards the end zone. Yeah. <laughs> and it stops right at the goal line. Like, oh my God, seriously? Of course that play happens to a team like that. It's just, yeah. 
I mean, and, like, you know, there was that, like, Matt Ryan fumble. It's like, okay, like, that was pretty questionable. And, like, at least they were consistent on the Taysom Taysom Hill fumble with that. But, like, that early roughing call that led to the Saints' first touchdown, like, that was a joke. Like, Grady was clearly pushed. Like, clearly pushed into the quarterback by the guy. And, like, look, look, if that's that's a play, then why don't we just start pushing players into the quarterback now? We can just get free roughing calls. You know, why don't we just start doing, like... This was a bad officiating crew and all that. But, like, at the end of the day, like, I thought the defense was good enough. Like, the defense allowed 21 points. That's – you should be able to win if you're allowing 21 points with an offense this good. Like, there's no excuse for this level of shittiness. There's absolutely none. Like, I don't know what else to say. Like, even Kelsey Conway was, like, calling out the offense for being bad on third down today. All right? Like, yeah. Yeah, of all people, you know, like, get a taste of her own medicine here. I guess she's a dirt cutter hater now, too, but, like, no. Nah, I... Oh, no, she can stay, she can stay yeah, over there. She can stay over there. It's too late. It's too late. Yeah. I, I still I still don't get I Okay, second and two, fine. Call her on play. I'm, I'm here for it. That, that was the right play. I'm not here for calling it twi- two plays in a row. <laughs> like it, I, it, I, I don't mind it. I don't mind it because if they would have thrown the ball and it was incomplete – you got two minutes left. Then we would have questioned, well, why are they stopping the clock? We, they ran into the situation in Detroit where they didn't run enough time off the clock and uh, bit for it. Then- and, and that's why I, I'm happy with the run on second and two because you're taking down the clock. But against this great run defense, which is one of the best run defenses it's in the, the NFL. Best, I'm pretty sure, yeah. And you have Matt Ryan who was dissecting them on that drive, on the last two drives up to that point. Right. I, I want the ball in Matt Ryan's hands for at least two plays on that on that one. Understandable. And, and then you have Todd Gurley, who's just the worst situational runner in the NFL. The like worst. the worst situation. It's not, it's not even a question at this point. You had the Detroit Lions situation fiasco. You had the Carolina Panthers fiasco where he ran the ball out of bounds. But you know yeah. we forget about that one because they we ended up winning that game. And now he's. I don't know who he thinks he is. Like you're not, you're not Dalvin Cook. He thinks be, he's Yeah, you're not Dalvin Cook to be just like cutting it to the outside and you know making it to the outside corner. And Mario Davis just his eyes lit up and he knew he had <laughs> Todd Gurley as right. a dead duck. You mm-hmm. know, for a loss. Of he six can't on create that play. anything for himself. He cannot. Third like, two. It's third and two. Like you can fall forward and pick up maybe two yards or a yard and a half. It's third and two. Even if you get stuffed for no gain, I still would have ran I fourth fourth and three, it would still would have been fine. You can still run a number of plays. You can still run play action. You can still, you know, run run maybe well, I don't even know about running the ball in that situation. I probably, probably like like he said, I probably would have put the ball in Matt Ryan's hands to, to get that fourth down on that play. But still, on that drive, they had runs of 7, 13, and 8, and they were getting chunks of yards. So I don't mind the run calls, but because I know the run, the way the run calls were, were called and, and executed, it was a simple run up the middle. Don't run wide and try to outrun the damn defense. You don't even have a lead blocker in front of you, dude. Like, what are you yeah. doing? It's he really good. hasn't been good overall this year. No, like, he, he's he, been good like at goal line, but that's it. People yeah. get lost in the fantasy football numbers. They get lost in the oh, but he's he's like seventh, eighth in the NFL in, in rushing yards total. Like, 
I don't look at rushing yards, and I don't know if he's seven or eighth anymore after after uh, no, missing, after missing last week's no, game. No. Yeah, it's look at the yards per carry, look at the efficiency, and I I understand that kind of takes a hit. And uh, Dirk Carter calling the predictive play calls, but you just have to see the, use the eye test to see that Todd Gurley just he he's not a bell cow running back anymore. And it feels like he's lost himself some money moving forward with his performance this year. Even, even yeah. in his decent games, he still doesn't look like from from the naked <laughs> eyeball. Still doesn't look like he like Vince's Todd Gurley. He doesn't have the burst. Right. I mean, like I think he could be functional in a good <laughs> offense that has good run <laughs> concepts and good run blocking. Like I think he can yeah. be more than functional. I think he could be. He's a good short. I think he's still a good short yardage back. Like. On balance, like I think he has good contact balance. I think yes. he still runs physically. He's he's yeah. not really this wide zone runner anymore. Like you need to maybe do some more inside zone with him. And like and he's starting to get more patient as a runner too. Because yeah. early in the year yeah. we were saying the ball, he immediately bounced it outside. Like now he's waiting for the holes to develop. I'm fine yeah. with that, mm-hmm. but don't have it, bro. Like it's not there. Take what the defense gives you. Yeah. And exactly. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, it was a whole failing. Like, it was university failing on offense. I mean, like, Justin McRae was not great at left guard, but he's the backup guard. Like, I mean, in terms of a backup guard, like, I think he played about as well as you could expect for a backup guard. Um, and I mean, then... The O-line didn't give up eight sacks. Right, I mean, for the most part, like, Ryan had pressure, but, like, it wasn't anywhere near as bad as last last time. Um yeah. Drops killed him also. Yeah, drops. Uh, that was a big story on both of the game. sides of the ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean, like, like, yeah, it was bad. I I love Terrell, but he had that where Taysom Hill underthrew that pass. If it hits you in both hands, you have to come away with it. I don't care if you play cornerback. I don't care if you're on defense. Yep, it's your job to come away with that ball. But when Terrell, you- for the most part. Troll for the most part was was all right in this one. I mean, it, it's a tall task facing Michael Thomas one on one and being plastered over him. Right, it is. And yeah. and Thomas didn't necessarily kill them. He had a hundred yard game, but he didn't kill. I, I don't think he's he didn't score. No, and it wasn't it wasn't a game where it's like oh my god, like they Michael Thomas is killing them. Like no, no, it was still, they were still able. He was still able to hold his own. But but when you it's just like in college football or even in NFL, when you're a team and you're a little shorthanded and you're playing one of the top teams in the league or you're playing the number one seed in the playoff or you're playing a team like Clemson or Alabama. When those plays are there, you have to make them. Yeah. Because it's, those opportunities are not going to be often. You have to make them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I agree with you. Um, I did want to pull up one stat that I had from earlier. I don't know what their stats are after today. I suspect they're worse. Uh, but so even after that Raiders game, which the Falcons put up 43 points and scored three times in the red zone, um, the Falcons were still 27th in red zone efficiency, which for those that don't know that stat, that's the percentage of times you score touchdowns when you reach the red zone as opposed to field goals or, you know, not scoring at all, which obviously is really bad. Um, So the Falcons are 27th. That's really, really bad, like really bad. And to show you how bad that is, let me tell you the the teams that are worse than them, okay? The Bears, who have either, what, uh, Nick Foles or Mitch Trubisky as their quarterback and have just nowhere near the talent level of the Falcons on offense. Next is the Cowboys, who are starting Andy Dalton or worse. 
at quarterback. After that, it's the Broncos who have Drew Locke and who had to start yeah and had to start like a wide receiver at quarterback last week uh after that it's the jets at 31 or excuse me the giants at 31 who are you know one of the nfl's worst offenses and then yes 32nd is the jets of course uh that's the only teams that are worse than the falcons none of those teams should even be in the same conversation with atlanta based on the talent atlanta has on offense it's a it's a travesty like most of those teams don't even have a quarterback like it's a complete joke that we're even anywhere close to this. Um, and, like, Cutter should have been fired long ago. Like, Cutter should have been fired when Ben Kotlick was fired at the beginning of the season. Like, and so at this point, I'm starting to question if Raheem Morris even had the authority to fire anyone. I'm guessing that maybe McKay and Blank decided they were going to fire Kotwicka and they were going to fire, you know, Dan Quinn. And they said they decided they were going to keep Dirk Cutter. Like I don't, I honestly don't know if Raheem Morris actually had the authority to fire Cutter, um, because I think if he did, he would have fired him by now. Because Cutter is costing Morris a chance at like not only this job but other jobs. Like the offense is so bad, based on what they should be, that it's actively hurting Raheem Morris's prospects. So like at this point, I think he would have fired someone if he could. Uh, I don't. I don't uh, think he can. I agree, but I still don't like the idea of just having the offense bail out Raheem Morris's failures as well. Well, that's true because Raheem yeah. Morris hasn't impressed me either. Like you know, we mentioned it. He's beaten some really bad teams like thus far. These were his two games, his two opportunities, the two games against the Saints, to really put a stamp on that idea of. Hey, maybe you should take take that interim tag off. And you know, he went out and he got completely outschemed <laughs> by Sean Payton in both yeah. games. Complete. Like, can you imagine if Sean Payton had an actual quarterback in these two games? Right. Like, <laughs> even Breeze would have like. Yeah, he's he's impressed me enough to where he has improved the play of the defense. Um, not. Not to the point to where you know they can literally win games on their own, but he's the, but compared to the first five games of the season, he has improved them as a unit. Yeah, like I don't think the defense is costing them games at this point. No, it's not. But his late to me, his late game management is something that has haunted him in Tampa, and it showed because he was a young head coach, and it's haunting him now. My decision going, you know, another why call a timeout? When the ball is fumbled out of bounds with a minute and a half, uh, that was the rule where uh, the ball, the clock would have kept going, according to Mike Pereira. Like the clock, I they well, that's what Pereira said. Apparently, yes. yeah, well, Pereira said when the ball gets fumbled out of bounds or uh, backwards, it, the clock keep the clock keeps running, and we saw the clock keep running until Morris got an explanation. And I think he, like, retroactively called that timeout where they put the time back on the clock. He was forced to, to take it. Yeah, yes. he was forced to take it, yeah. Um, yeah, that's like That just comes back to a question of another one of those NFL rules where I, I don't – I mean, I get the, the theory, the idea behind it in that if an offensive player wants to get out of bounds and he's being dragged by a defender, you don't want him to just be able to, like, toss the ball out of bounds – but that's one of those where it really hurts the defense in this but case because forward fumble. I mean, it was it was fumbled forward, 
Yes. Then I think it. Uh, Big stop. Yeah, I think it stops and it goes back to where it was fumbled forward. What the hell? Like, what sense does that make? But I'm, I'm not entirely. <laughs> I don't disagree sure with that. you. Like, it's, it's yeah. pretty dumb in my opinion. So yeah, um, it's like because because how many times have you seen in an NFL game where like a player is getting dragged down in bounds? He wants to go out of bounds and he just tosses the ball. Like that doesn't happen. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it's dumb. It's dumb. But like, I mean, I guess maybe they're saying there's some opportunity to like do that i i don't know but yeah i mean uh, i i got another donation here from arties again with the 606 he has informed me that this is because he's donating in euros uh so that's why it's like a weird amount in usd uh but we appreciate you brother for your euro donation okay i i've been to europe the euro coins are awesome okay the u.s needs to do this because those euro coins are really cool uh so appreciate the euros brother uh he says take another kevin all right i'll oblige you uh he switched to rum and cola. Uh, he says, I had for a split second high hopes for an insane upset in the last two minutes until DK and Gurley blew it. Also, we almost had it. <laughs> we almost had it. I mean, it was somewhat close. Yeah. Um, so, uh, until, uh, yeah. So, also, how do we want, uh, who do we want as OC after DK is gone after the season? I mean, I think we know that we want an offensive head coach. I think all three of us are in agreement on that. As to which one we want, I mean, I think enemy is kind of maybe the consensus top guy, but I know Lincoln Riley has been floated. Arthur Smith has been floated by me. Um, there are some other options out there. Um, but, yeah, I guess I guess for me it's still enemy is number one. Adnan, is it enemy for you as well? Yeah, enemy and OC being whoever enemy brings in. Like maybe he brings in his running backs coach. Yeah, that's what these uh, that's what these coaches often do. I mean, right. Kyle Shanahan didn't even bring in an offensive coordinator. He just said, "All right, I'll just call <laughs> all the plays." Right, um, Eric, is it is it Riley for you, or is BNME still your top guy? It's me. Damn it, I'm coaching it. Oh shit! Oh, Eric's coming in, coming in hot. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm running the show. Look, I mean, Falcons, call us up, brother. We'll do a three man committee. <laughs> Okay, we'll have Madden running in the background to simulate the exact situation. We'll be we, able to. We won't even cost that much. Yeah, I mean, you can pay us. You know what, honestly, Kevin, I gotta have you upstairs, man. You're running the contract and shit. Okay, yeah. Yeah, 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 I got it, you. Yeah, yeah. Hey, if they're paying Todd Gurley six million dollars, I mean, <laughs> you, you know. Yeah. Hey, how about you pay us three, like all three of us, one million? We'll split it and we'll handle we'll, all those duties. Oh yeah. Yeah. And Falcons Absolutely. fans will give us like six months of like of goodwill because we're fans. Um, after that, I'm sure you guys would turn against us as quickly as everyone else when we oh, yeah, when when they expose us as frauds. But death threats there too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Eric calls a play that we don't like. <laughs> right. Eric, call, Eric calls a second and long run you know because of the situation or something like that and you know it doesn't work then it's over it's all over but uh, yeah also we have a couple more donations want to get to noah cook with the three dollars thank you brother for your support we appreciate you says dirt cutter needs to go Gurley needs to get released and why did we get dotted up by using a third string tight end are you talking about I, – I don't know who's your third string tight end. Are you talking about Jaden Graham or, or Luke Stalker? Because they use both of them too much today. But, yeah. Oh, yeah, Taysom. Oh, yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Look, Taysom is clearly a QB now, okay? this the I think it's the long game by the Falcons to convince the Saints to go all in on Taysom Hill by, like, letting him look, look great. Yeah. I, I will say this. I'm not, I'm not one that likes to dig underneath wins and losses a whole lot. Right. Um, 
but the Saints don't impress me as the number one seed. They're not going to be no. number one seed, I don't they're think. Not, they're not the best team in the NFC. I'm sorry. I would taste them, certainly. Um, Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. I, I think the Packers will, will lay claim to that. They're not the number one seed. I, I, I don't even – Seattle's still better. To me, Seattle's better than them. I still would take the Seahawks. Even I mean, if their offense running into a little slump lately. Yeah. Um, the, the Saints still have to play the Chiefs, and I don't think they're winning that game. The Packers, meanwhile, have a very manageable schedule. Their toughest game is the Titans, and the Titans just got – wrecked by the Browns today like it wasn't even Yeah, that's close. crazy, man. I did not see that one coming. Oh, my God. If Mahomes has a career day against the Saints, oh, my Yeah, God. I mean, they're playing in a dome. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm looking forward to that one. Um, yeah, the Seahawks, meanwhile, have a – their their toughest game is against the Rams. But other than that, they play the Giants now. They play the Jets next week. And then they have Washington and San Francisco. So it, it's very feasible that Seattle wins out uh, to the point where it would come down to tiebreakers if the Saints lose one more game. What's yeah. interesting about the Saints, and we've seen it in numerous occasions this season in certain games, regardless who's playing at quarterback, this team is still – and they thought they had it figured out coming into the season. This team is still in trouble if Michael Thomas is shut down. Like they're still, they're still searching for that guy opposite him because Kamara hasn't really killed it this year. No. Kamara has been bottled up on numerous occasions, and you know Michael Thomas has looked okay since he returned, but Emmanuel Sanders hasn't been much of a factor in a lot of games this year. Right, Jared Cook is is hit or miss in my opinion. Um, this team is still, to me, I think their issues are going to be shown again in the playoffs, like they are every year. Yeah, we see yeah. every year with this team. They kind of get and, exposed. Yeah, yeah, and everybody's buying into it now. Great, but this this honestly looks like the same Saints team that we've seen over the past several years. Yeah, I the mean, greatest season. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I agree with you. Like, I really don't think they're that good. Like. Um, I mean, the defense is still good, but, like, the offense is not where it has been in the past. Like, honestly, I think their best chance to win it all is probably 2018, and they blew it. Like, um, like They're good. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, they're still a 10-2 team, but, like. Yeah. But to tell me that they're the best team in the NFC, no. I'm not looking at just the record. I'm looking at on-field play. They're not the best team in the NFC. Yeah. I mean, they, they really, like, they. I remember, I think it was, what, two years ago? When they they traded up and we were like, oh shit, they're going for Lamar Jackson. Oh my god, this is terrible. And then they took Marcus Davenport. Who, like, to be fair, Marcus Davenport's been okay. I still don't think he's worth two firsts, but like, well, yeah, he hasn't been top fifteen. Why did they not take Lamar Jackson there, man? Like, that was stupid. Like, everybody lauds the Saints for all these draft picks, and that's fine. But like, they had a chance to to really. He thought they thought Taysom was going to be. They still. No, they still I, think Taysom's the guy. Yeah. They're going to ride that train. Oh yeah, they're going to. 
Yeah, that's where they're going. Yeah, go go for it, Saints. Go for the it. Uh, one, that's where they're going. And yeah, but this, this show is about the Falcons. This show's about the Falcons. Yeah. And on that note, we have another donation from our show benefactor George Costanza. Uh, he says, this is to all three of us, Kevin, Eric, and Adnan. Time for shots. Time for shots, he says. Uh, non-alcoholic is permitted for Adnan, in quotes. Uh, so, Adnan, you're off oh. the hook there. Yeah. Uh, I, know, I have some body armor. Oh, man, he's you got know, the body I'll, armor. I'll, all right, I'll, hell I'll yeah. I'll take a yeah. body armor. Uh, and George says he has subscribed to the Patreon. Thank you so much, George. We appreciate your support. Uh, also, oh, okay, it's some Kelsey Conway slander. Okay, this is from George. It's not me, you know. Don't anybody, don't anybody, you know, attribute this quote to me. This is this is George Costanza's quote. He says, uh, "Kelsey Conway should work at Home Depot because she is a tool." Uh, expletive withheld by me. Uh, she does have talent. She somehow can make tweets. <laughs> okay, I can't read that. I can't read that. I can't read that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I appreciate it. Uh, if you guys want to read what he said, scroll back after the show's over. You can see the donation when it pops up. I, I, I can't read that because, look, man, I, I got to get credentialed sometime. Okay, I can't say things like that to, to the team. Team People don't work for the team. You know, I can't. But I appreciate the sentiment, uh, you know, I, I, and I appreciate the joke, uh, but I can't read it. I'm, I apologize. Uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it was it was slanderous it was very slanderous uh, i'll say that but yeah it, you know like I, I understand where it's coming from um you know i just i just can't read it so i apologize but uh yeah i mean it, no go ahead when go ahead. It, yeah when it comes to you know her comments that was made last week you know we we made a little bit about it on the show and even in the group chat you know, we respectfully disagree with what she said and how she said it. And <laughs> this, is a, this, is a, this is a funny week for, for you know, for a game like this to follow up what she said last week. Because right? now, like, well, everybody's looking at you like, hmm, this is what we were saying beforehand. You know, like if this was... If we were all in school, like she would totally get made fun of. <laughs> she gets made fun of as it is. I mean, look, the Discord was like really roasting her today, um, and she like she's asking for it. I mean, I don't know what else to say. Like, right. you're, you're asking, asking for it. Like, don't come at me, okay? With with you know the Falcoholic Live, like we're we're Falcoholic Live Hive, okay? Like we're gonna come for you if you slander us, okay? So you be careful out there. That's all I'm gonna I say. I wonder if this was the first game where she looked and said, "Man, Dirk Cut is really not calling a good game." You, you think? I'm saying that all here. Really? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Youngway Koo, I think, has outscored everyone else on this team by like 13 points in the last four or five weeks. Good God. Can we, bro, Young Way Koo, though. Young Way Koo, that, the that, God. That's, that's another big positive. Another 53 yarder in this game. He just made it look completely easy. All weapons and 25 points in two games against this team. Embarrassing. Yeah, but if you have Young Way Koo in fantasy, woo! That's, that's a league winner. I don't. That's a potential league winner right there. Yeah. Also, shout out to uh, Eddie Greer, who said he just joined the Patreon. Obviously, I haven't checked, so I can't confirm. But he said in the chat he did, so I'll, I'll believe you, Eddie Greer. Thank you for supporting the show, brother. Uh, thank you for, for joining up with us. But, yeah, I mean, look, like, we're at the point. Dean Worley, thank you for the sub, man. I know someone else subbed. I missed it. I apologize. My, like, little event feed here for the show, like, doesn't isn't working right for subs. I don't know why. Uh, I don't know if it doesn't work right for YouTube or what, but it's not 
popping up. So if I miss it live, like, I just don't see it. So I'll try to catch your sub if I see it. But, uh, you know, I know you guys like the chat, too. So, you know, we're, we're trying to get, trying to keep the, you know, the, the discourse going here. I love Eric also with the hoodie, the hoodie, Eric. This needs to be like a bit now. Like, when you got the fire takes, you got to put the hood on and come in. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, my hoodie mellow. <laughs> channeling the hoodie mellow, exactly. But, uh, yeah, shout out to everybody for coming in today. We appreciate you guys. We had, like, 260-plus people in for the show today. Uh, the Discord was a lot of fun. Um, if you guys haven't joined the Discord yet, that's in the show description. We had a lot of fun talking uh, about the game today. Uh, that was the first week we've had that. That was a lot of fun for me. Um, we just had a good time. Uh, it's live chat. It's a little bit different. You know, still go to the Falcoholics. Still do the Falcoholics open thread because uh, we're not trying to take away from that. But this is just a, a different outlet as well. Uh, While yeah. we're here, yeah. let's 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 kind of let's kind of open this up a little bit. I'm sure we're gonna go back to it again on Wednesday night. But what is still what is still the first round outlook for you guys right now? Has it changed after this game, or is it still is it still edge rusher? Is it still defense? Is there another direct? Like, what is what is the outlook now? How has that changed after a game like this? Yeah, you, got. you want to go first, Adnan? Or? Yeah. I mean, I don't think anything's changed just from this specific game. Like, yeah. I'm still on board for bolstering the secondary, uh, using our resources to really revamp the secondary. I'd like an edge rusher, uh, of course. Uh, you can't have it all. But if, if it came down to it, my main preference is cornerback in, in the draft. Even though Isaiah Oliver, like, he... He, he was solid. He had that really great play against uh, Alvin Kamara uh, on, on that crucial stop in the fourth quarter. But Isaiah Oliver cannot... He, he's not someone that you want to trust as your, as your starting cornerback with a lot of snaps. Uh, you know, he's been great in limited snaps. But, you know, I wouldn't be mad at all if we went edge rusher either. I wouldn't be mad at all if we... Uh, an offensive-minded head coach comes in and he wants his quarterback of the future. Like, nothing has changed for me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Like, I did do a... Uh, I did do a, a mock draft this week uh, where I had the Falcons taking Quiddy Pay at 10. Um, right. And, like, I'd, I'd really rather have Rousseau. I think Rousseau's a better fit for them. I think he's the type of, like, swing you take. I think I like his upside as a pass rusher better than Quiddy Pay. But, like, Quiddy Pay is is perfectly valid pick at 10. Like... He's very talented. Um, he's yeah. huge. Um, I still gotta watch him. Yeah, I mean, like he's good. Like he's not number one Von Miller pass rusher, but I think he's a guy that's gonna get you like ten sacks a year um, with his power. And he's an elite run defender. Like um, it's always right. nice to have that. Like right. I think he's good I, enough as a pass rusher to be worth the ten a top ten pick. I, but I, yeah. I just haven't seen enough on film from him to say. You know, I haven't seen those moments in the game where it's like, okay, he owned that drive. Right. Like, that drive was stopped because of him. And I think those type of pass rushers that are taken in that part of the draft, you have to see that, you know, a number of times in the game where it's like he is completely unblockable. They're putting two guys on him, and he's still winning. Like, that. I don't – I see solid plays, but I don't see plays where it's like, oh, my God, he yeah. single – stop that drive he single-handedly was the best player on the field on that drive like i just don't see that yeah that hasn't you're you're totally right about that like he's not 
elite pass rusher at this point. Like he's so strong and so sound against the run, and he he has good hand usage. Like I, I think he has the traits where he can be like a ten sack a year guy. And like for the Falcons, that would be their number one pass rusher. Like I think he's a guy you take, and I think he's like your number two long term. I right. think you still need to find another guy still. Right. But for the Falcons, getting a guy that's just a 10-second-year guy would be tremendous. Like, that's yeah. not, like, yeah, at 10. Like, I think you'd be happy with that. Like, I, I, he's not as good of a pass rusher as I'd like at this point, but he's good enough. Um, but, yeah, I mean, honestly, like, I'd probably take, like, if it was Rousseau, Rousseau's probably my top pick at 10 if we don't go quarterback. Um you know, I, I probably lean Trey Lance for sure. Zach Wilson, I'd be really tempted at ten. I'm starting to fall in love with Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson's good. Like, I have no problem with Zach Wilson. I think, I think for the Falcons specifically, where you're looking at like a one to two year opportunity for the quarterback to sit and learn. I think right. Trey Lance has the higher ceiling, especially physically. Like Trey Lance physically is great. Like he is. He has the traits to be like a Cam- I mean, he's he's kind of in between a Cam Newton and a Kyler Murray in terms of his size. Um, and he's kind of honestly in between their two styles of play. Like, he has a little bit more physicality than a Kyle- Kyler Murray, but he doesn't have the same, like, twitch. Like, Kyler Murray has crazy twitch in terms of the types of moves he can make. Lance is kind of that in between where he can he can move. He can He's fast, but he's not a crazy twitch athlete. But he's got a little more bulk to him. He can do a little bit more QB sneak, you know, move the pile type stuff. Um, and his arm is really good. He just needs to to, to refine his mechanics a bit, um, you know. And I think with a year or two um, to sit, I think he can really hammer down those mechanics um, and, and get to the point where he can be a really good passer at all three levels of the field. He's got the arm strength for it. He's got the running ability. I mean, I think he's the perfect fit for a Falcons team looking for that modern dual threat quarterback. Um, and I think he's a really good player, but he is a guy that probably needs a year or two. Um, I don't think you're going to get tremendous play out of him in year one. I think Zach Wilson's a little bit more comfortable stepping in year one. He also has some mechanical stuff to clear up, and he's not quite the physical specimen of a Trey Lance in terms of his running ability. He's good enough as a runner. Like, he can still get you. Like, he has eight rushing touchdowns this year. He's he's really good at that short yardage stuff. Like, he's athletic enough to scramble and get those QB runs going, but he's not a guy that you want to call specific QB runs for outside of, like, the goal line like or, or QB sneaks. Like, he's not a guy that's going to be a plus rusher on – normal downs but as a thrower he's more refined than trey lance um and yeah i was gonna say you you could always uh just throw caution to the wind and take jamar chase because (laughs) the last game we saw from jamar chase was that national championship game and that's the most important game that's the most important game of all because you know if aj terrell is this good you know in the nfl imagine how good jamar chase will be i mean like (laughs) I don't think, like, I know this is controversial. I don't think Jamar Chase is, like, the worst pick for the Falcons if they were picking at, like, 10 to 15, so we're in that range. No, I'm saying, like, like, you remember we talked about this last week. I'm talking about a situation where the quarterbacks that they want to draft are gone, Quiddy Peg, Greg Rousseau are gone, and Sertan and Farley are gone. I don't think there's a defensive player. There's no way all four of them are going to be gone by 10. Well... 
I, mean, I had I had a nightmare mock draft happen, and that's like informing my decision. That that might not be realistic. I admit that. I'm just saying I had a mock draft happen like that, and I was like, well, shit. I guess I have to take Jamar Chase. But like, it wouldn't be the worst pick for the team. I think I would prefer Jamar Chase to like Wyatt Davis or a guard or something like that because I think. Jamar Chase is like a legitimate top 10 talent where I don't think White Davis is quite on that level in terms of his talent level. But it would have to be like a very specific scenario where they would take him. Um, uh, I'm also fully expecting the Falcons to ruin the tank and uh, <laughs> end up picking like 16th. No, Anand, don't put that. I mean, at 16, I mean, they, still, they will still have a nice little... Yeah, I mean... Uh, a few options on the table. Um, well, I think Caleb Harley will probably be in that range. Man, he goes before even 10 in all the mocks I've been doing. Um, I can't see him going 10, especially with... I mean, he's not I, playing I, this year, so... I can barely, well, that's the thing. Like, I can barely see Rousseau go 10 without playing this year. But the only reason why I can see him doing that is because he is clearly the most talented edge rusher in the draft. So... Like having that type of reputation is pretty much going to stick as long as you test well. Caleb Foley's not the best corner in the draft. That's Patrick Sertan. Yeah, yeah. You don't. He doesn't have a ton of tape right now. You know, he doesn't have a 2020 season worth of tape. Sertan does. So what? What I'm basically what I'm saying is fairly to go top ten for teams to go top ten for teams to take players top ten. You kind of sort of have to know who they are, and what they bring to the table right then and there. I think there's enough question marks for Farley to not have him go top 10. Because, again, he's not – A, he's not the best corner in the class, and he didn't play 2020. So I think that's going to hurt him a little bit. Yeah. Even this well. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. Um, yeah. It, it's an interesting situation. I want to get to more draft takes because I think we all enjoy draft takes, and I know you guys like them too. I do want to read off – some, some donations real quick before we get to that. Um, so, Corey Carter with the $1. Thank you for your support, brother. Um, $1, brother. Hey. Hey, we're, hey, we're hey, appreciative we have, of everything. Yes, look, we have no minimums here, okay? I did not set a minimum for the for the donation. I think I set a $1 minimum. I'll be honest with you. But, like, you guys, look, I, I'm open to all donations, okay? No matter how much you have, we appreciate your money because this is something we love to do. And we love you guys uh, helping us out with doing it. I have uh, a son to feed, man. What's that? I have a son to feed. I can't right. feed him. <laughs> Eric needs, you know, please uh, donate to help Eric's family. You know. <laughs> hey, hey I, actually, like 98% of our proceeds go straight to Dave Choate. Because... <laughs> yeah, Dave Choate takes a cut right off the top. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Not off but, the face. Yeah. yeah. No, shout out to Dave. Dave's awesome, okay? No no Dave slander allowed here on the show. But uh, we got Corey Carter with the $1. He says... We save that for Twitter. Yeah, that's for Twitter only. Yeah, that's... that's we send that to... We send that to at words and beer. At words and beer, please, folks. Yeah. Um, whoever comes in as the HC slash OC combo, I hope they finally let Ryan call more of his own plays and run more up-tempo. Totally agree with you, bro. Um, I think that uh, the Falcons need to embrace more of that because I think Ryan's actually pretty good audible quarterback um he's just been kind of hamstrung under everyone but shanahan um and I, I hope that they let him actually run a little bit he'll have a year or two i think at minimum here even if they if they draft a quarterback i think he'll still have at least 2021 um 
and I think that he's going to look really good. I think it's going to be... I'm really thinking that it's going to be like a best-of-both-worlds situation where if we get a really quality offensive coordinator in here as our head coach, that Ryan's going to be having a top 10 or better season. This will be a top 5 offense if everything goes right, and the Falcons can get maybe first-round value for a team that's really looking for a quarterback like San Francisco, who's probably not going to get a quarterback in the draft, by the way. Um, so he, Ryan could have a chance to, to reunite with Shanahan, where he had his most success. That could be a win-win for the Falcons and for San Francisco. They could, you know, send their late first-rounder next year to the Falcons. Um, and, you know, Ryan gets to go to a team where he can compete, hopefully, and uh, the Falcons get to move on to their new quarterback if they go that route. But, yeah, I'm, I'm hopeful that that will work out. Um, we also have Michael Zurek with the $2.00. He says Kevin's draft takes so far are the best. Thank you, brother. Yeah, I appreciate that. What? I'll read. I'll read that every time. Every time. Uh, he says, "No, no quarterback. Matt Ryan is a god and will be the quarterback for the Falcons until 2029." All right, calm down. Calm down. Okay, we're talking about maybe 2023, 2024, 2025. You know, at the most, let's calm down a little bit there. But uh, uh, Michael Zurich believes the team should draft an edge, defensive end. Um, I know, I don't know where this came from, but I, I enjoy the bit. I know Adnan hates Matt Ryan. <laughs> he wants him to be traded, but sorry, Adnan. Matt Ryan's I, here I, to I, stay. I still don't get where that came from. Like, I don't understand. It's just a I, bit. I it's nothing just a but bit. defend. It's I don't, a joke. I don't understand yeah. how, how, why you hate him, man. I don't I've understand. I've nothing yeah. but defend Matt Ryan for my entire meager career oh as a God. Falcoholic writer. Yeah. And even back before on that other website. <laughs> Like I don't understand where this narrative came from. You guys, you guys should, should see the things he's saying. Find a new slang. <laughs> yeah, in the group chat, you know, Adnan's just constantly at it, constantly slandering Matt Ryan. Like, oh, that's enough, Matt Ryan. We keep telling him, you know, Adnan, back off, Matt Ryan. You know, he doesn't deserve it. Yeah, but no, I, I honestly don't know where that came from. It's pretty funny. I don't mind it, but yeah, as I, long I as we this all is the new yeah, running joke, right? As long as we all know it's a joke and it's a bit, that's fine. Adnan is very pro Matt Ryan. Okay, we just gotta put that out there. But you know, I enjoy the bit. I enjoy the bit, so that's fine. Uh, also, Guy Fieri, aka Solaire, in the YouTube chat with the three dollars uh, thoughts on the rumor that the Falcons are going to pursue Rick Smith as GM. McKay and I Smith like know each I other like well. It. We both like know it. nepotism runs strong in this franchise. That's true. Yeah, honestly, oh, yeah. I like I like Rick Smith. Um, I really like the idea of Rick Smith. Like, I know we have been speaking about Lewis Riddick for a while, but Rick Smith has the credentials. Like, yeah. Rick Smith was the Texans' general manager, right. and he built this very good Texans team that was a playoff team yeah. that won a playoff game. And then he uh, stepped away because of, uh, uh, I, I think, because to take care of his wife. Yeah, his wife uh, passed away, didn't she, of cancer? Yeah, I think yeah. his wife had cancer and he stepped away to take care of her, which is, you know, very admirable of him to do. Uh, first and foremost, he is, um, you, you know, that that's, you know, a pat on the back for him because some stuff is more important than football. But right. it looks like he's uh, he's ready to get back into the swing of things. Don't look at the Texans right now, devoid of talent, uh, winning four games, having Deshaun Watson carry them. That's not Rick Smith's fault. Like, that's Bill O'Brien. Bill yeah. O'Brien yeah. took over, and he he destroyed that team. Like I, I, he, don't, I, I don't, while Rick Smith was there, I don't think we really said like, man, this Texans team doesn't have the talent. They he he stopped the shells pretty well in Houston. Yeah, he yeah. did. You paid attention to football, you know that 
Bill O'Brien, you know, pretty much ran that team. But Rick Smith was behind the drafting of DeAndre Hopkins, Deshaun Watson, J.J. Watt. Um, he was behind the drafting of Clowney, and Clowney was – and Clowney was a consensus one that year. He was. He was a consensus he was, one. He was. Year, but he, Rick Smith, was behind a lot of the talent that you've seen in Houston over the past five, six, seven years or so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I like Rick Smith. I think he did a good job. Um, I'd be totally happy with that hire. I know a lot of fans are, are in on Lewis uh, Riddick as well. Um, I don't. I guess we don't know for sure that he wants to get back into GMing. I think yeah. one thing with Riddick that we love is not necessarily because, of course, he doesn't have the experience as a GM, but it's the football mind that he yeah. has. That he, mm-hmm. I think that what separates him from a lot of other candidates. Yeah, yeah. And Rick Smith is not a great candidate. He is a solid one. But I haven't seen Rick Smith break down the game the right. way Lewis. Yeah. I mean, for those of us that have been to the Scouting Academy, like we know Rick Smith, or excuse me, Lewis Riddick has – that football mind because he's he's one of the instructors there he has a lot of videos where he breaks down you know these finer aspects that like you know eric and i were able to learn from him so we really appreciate his knowledge there and respect it um i don't know for sure that like rick smith probably has knowledge similar to that but we just have the, the the personal experience with lewis riddick to be able to say you know that we do know that he has that advanced knowledge of scouting and all these positions um, and I only got through like three positions on the scouting academy, so it's not like <laughs> it's not like I did all of them. I think he he did have contributions to most of them, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I do like Lewis Riddick. I like Rick Smith. I think Reggie McKenzie is a solid idea too. Um, and I think the well, Falcons. You gotta, gotta me on that. What's that? You got to say you're on Reggie McKenzie. Tell me on McKenzie. I think he's a solid guy. I mean, I, I think that he would be third clearly for me out of those guys that we mentioned. Like, I think. Um, I don't know. It's tough for me. I, I, I'm kind of at an impasse with Rick Smith and Lewis Riddick. I think both of those guys are like, I think Rick Smith has the, the, the resume and Lewis Riddick, I think has the knowledge that we know and he just needs a chance. Um, so I, I'm really interested to see what those guys can bring, but I hope we get one of those guys. But then I think Reggie McKenzie is a solid option if you don't get the top guy that you want, but the Falcons really should get the guy that they want. Like, I don't think they really have a good excuse for missing on the guy that they want. So, um, they should get the guy that they want. Um, uh, they're probably going to make Rich McKay the general manager, if we're being honest. Yes. I'm out. Yeah, I'm out. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm completely out on that one. Arthur yeah. Blank's going to be like, oh, yeah. oh well, Solaire you, you says, know, you've done uh, a lot. You've done a lot for the franchise. So, you know, Rich McKay is going to probably slot himself in. He'll be like, you know who's the best candidate? I'm the best candidate. And then he'll just step <laughs> into the role. You know what? Who needs to hire a GM when you got one right here? Let's go. Yeah. No, um, yeah, I mean, Solaire says B-O-B, B-O-B times, you know, six or something like that, so. Yeah, let's give him full control. Full control of the team, yeah, you know, Bill O'Brien did such a good job. I'm sure he would get us at least a fourth for Julio Jones and trades. Yeah, yeah. 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 He He would do something like, uh, he'd trade Julio for, like, Daryl Henderson over with the Rams or something like that. Yeah, Rocky Ramsey, like, I do want to make it clear that, like, we're not basing our opinion on Lewis Riddick on ESPN. Like he teaches at the scouting Academy, which is a program that Eric and I both participated in. Um, so like, it's not based on ESPN. It's we were, based on we our knowledge on, with him we, on we that. Were, we were on Riddick before he even got hired by Mike. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, so it's, it's based on more than just ESPN. That's all I'm trying to say. 
But uh, we also have another donation from George Costanza, a.k.a. Show Benefactor. Another $3. Thank you, brother. We appreciate your support. Uh, playing our armchair GM, he says, I'd offer the Jets uh, 2021 second and a fifth for Sam Darnold. It's probably fair compensation. I mean, I, I, I'd consider that. Um, I, I, could, I could get behind that. If, yeah. if we really, if the next person who comes in is really a believer in Sam Darnold, and I don't think it's really necessarily fair to evaluate Darnold based on what he's done this year. Yeah. Because Adam Gase is a terrible head coach. He's a terrible play caller. And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and um, Darnold's weapons have, for the most part, not been there, not been healthy for most yeah. of the season. Yeah, but, you know, he, he, that's someone who was a, a top three pick. Like, he was the number three pick in the draft. And the Jets, like, invested a lot into him. Mm-hmm. Uh, they traded up for him. So, you know, I... Uh, I I could get behind that idea. Yeah, yeah. I also want to shout out Solaire with the, uh, you know, Keith Smith for GM, as DW said on the Discord. Uh, <laughs> he, you know, got the got the fullback confused with the, you know, Rick Smith. I appreciate that. But uh, George also says he'd take Jamar Chase with a first round pick, and if he's not there, he'd go O line. So I know he's lost at least Eric on that. Oh hell no! Yeah, he's lost at least Eric on that one. Uh, he thinks that uh, George thinks the defense is good enough to win the Super Bowl. We can hold teams under 30. We could score more than 30 with a competent offensive coordinator, I assume he means. We want Riley. He wants like So George is very much hashtag team Lincoln Riley. So good to know that. Um, but yeah, I mean, honestly, the big, like, I don't think the wide receiver talent is really a big issue on this team, assuming we can get like at least a somewhat healthy season from Julio Jones. I think... There is a legitimate case to be made for taking a guard high. I don't think that needs to be round one necessarily. It could be round two. Um, like, I would not be surprised at all if the Falcons package some of those extra picks on day three to move up for, like, a another third rounder or something like that to get another guard prospect in here. Because they do need a guard, and guard's pretty barren in terms of free agency this year. Um, <clears throat> so unless you think, like, Matt Gono's starting at left guard... Um, then we're probably going to need to draft one to get another left guard because I don't think we're keeping James Carpenter. Like, I don't think we can depend on James Carpenter playing well next year. <laughs> like, he's been fine this year. Like, he's been fine. Um, so props to James Carpenter for bouncing back and having a mostly fine year. But, like, I he's getting up there. Like, I really don't think that we can depend on James Carpenter next year. And we save a lot of money by cutting him. So, like, I think it's kind of something we have to do. This defense... Yeah, I mean, well, he's saying they they can hold teams to under thirty points, and technically they're only allowing like twenty six points per game. So he's not wrong about that. But we'll have to see if this team can score thirty or more. We'll have to see. If... <laughs> That's not good. Let's be clear. But like, look, this team hasn't scored more than thirty points a game ever, except under Dirk, uh, under Kyle Shanahan. I'm pretty sure. So like. Kyle Shanahan 2016 was the only time they've scored more than 30 points a game. So, like, if you want to, like, you so, can win that way, but, like, we need to make sure we have a guy in here that can actually do that. So. They can't sack the quarterback, and they can't take the ball away from opposing offense. Hey, pressure rate, they're top 10, okay? Well, I don't give it. I don't want to <laughs> pressure rate. Pressure rate tells me that you're great at almost getting to the quarterback. <laughs> not necessarily you, can, you can't bring them down. 
Yeah, I but you, you you make them hear the footsteps. You get, I don't yeah, man. Who cares <laughs> if they're completing third and 13? Oh, he heard the footsteps. He heard the footsteps, like, yeah. Oh, hey, yeah. You heard the footsteps hey, on that third hey, and 17 when fair, you rushed okay. three. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He heard the footsteps, but they picked up 19 for the first down. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, what the hell? I mean, yeah, to me, that pressure rate says that like Raheem Morris is good at getting pressure when he sends enough pressure. But that doesn't mean that he sends enough pressure on the key in the key care. situations. I, I, I don't care for pressure rate when the sack numbers are low and when from the naked eye offenses are still picking up first downs. I don't care about the pressure rate. Yeah. Yeah, but what about when you rush three on third and seventeen? And then you rush three on third and thirteen a few plays later. They'll never see it coming. You know, close to the yard of danger, the farther you are from harm. <laughs> just like they rush, just the like they rush, just like last week when they rushed two, right? <laughs> on like third long inside oh. the red against the Raiders. Oh yeah, everyone was lined up back on uh, on the and, first and down I, line. Yeah, I said, man, they're probably going to give this up, Mark. Yeah, they definitely do that. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I know people are asking about Hennessy. Like, I think they really want Hennessy to focus on playing center because he's going to be the center next year. Um. So, like, we still need a guard if we're getting rid of James Carpenter. And, like, I guess there's a chance we don't get rid of Carpenter, but, like, we need another guard within a year after that. So, like, in my, in my mock draft, I had them taking, like, Alaric Jackson in, like, on, like, day three. Um, because I think he can play guard. He hasn't been a great tackle for Iowa, but, like, I think he can play guard. Um, Trey out of Tennessee. Well, yeah, if you want to spend a day two pick, sure. Yeah, I love Trey Smith. He, that dude's great. But, like, what? Why not? No, I'm saying I'm not, I don't have a problem with that. It just requires oh. a day two pick. In my mock, I did other things on day two and took, you know, Alaric Jackson like the fifth or something. But, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I think they probably need to draft a guard on day two if they're not keeping they Carpenter. Need. So right. um, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. But, yeah, we're going to we're gonna start wrapping up here, guys. It's been over an hour. Uh, it's been a good show. We appreciate everyone for almost the 200 of you that have stuck around for over an hour with us after the game. We appreciate you guys. Um so if you do have final donations or anything like that, go ahead and get those in so I can read them off before we close out. Um, but uh, also, this is my chance to remind you guys, if you haven't already liked the show, please do throw a like. There's like 191 people here, so if like half of you guys liked, you know, we'd be up to like 100. Um, and that would be really good for helping other people on YouTube find the show. So we appreciate that. If you're not already subscribed, hit the subscribe button um, as well. You'll get notifications when we go live. And this is a reminder that we have a Wednesday night show as well. It's Wednesdays at 8, 10 p.m. Eastern. That shows a lot of fun, too. We get into some of the more nitty-gritty of it. Obviously, there'll be Dirk Cutter slander. Obviously, there'll be draft takes at this point in the season. That'll be a lot of fun as well. So check us out then. And as I said earlier in the show, the Patreon and the Discord server links are in the show description. So if you haven't checked those out, check those out as well. We appreciate you guys. So before we get out of here, I want to give my co-hosts a chance to get their final takes in tonight. First of all, Eric Robinson. He's at underscore Eric underscore Robinson on Twitter. Eric, anything that you're working on that you'd like to plug? Any final takes here tonight? Oh, yeah. I'm going to have my key takeaways from this Saints game. Definitely. And it's going to include Todd Gurley. It's going to include plenty <laughs> of Todd Gurley. I bet. So, yeah. Yeah. We know. Yeah, it's going to be some fire there. Is that going to be tomorrow? Uh, tomorrow, maybe Tuesday, no later than Tuesday. Okay, okay. And we got we got a late five dollars here from Corey Carter for Eric's kids. So shout out. 
<laughs> Derek's kids. Hey, I have one child. It's okay? one child. Yeah, oh, one child. Oh. To be clear, to be, to, we don't oh, want to misrepresent. Yeah, we don't want to misrepresent. Yeah. So, Jesus. Thank you, Corey. Thank I you. Corey. You always do that. <laughs> they just they look at Eric. He, he assumes. They assume. Yeah. You know. Because of a young black man in today's world, I have more. <laughs> Hell. Hell, man. Yeah. Thank you, Corey. Though we appreciate you, brother. And Sean um, Payton turned Raheem Morris into his child today. <laughs> oh man! Oh, with the fire there. Yeah, definitely. Um, like Sean, Sean Payton's gaining some weight, man. He looks. <laughs> he a little thick. He's a little thick in the cheeks. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, hey he, he, the holidays. It, it's holiday. It gets all of us, brother. It gets yeah. to all of us. The quarantine, the holidays. Yeah, I actually lost weight during quarantine. Shout out to me. Okay. I did too. Yeah, I lost like 20 pounds during quarantine because I decided to start running. So you guys can do it too. Yeah. yeah. How do you get COVID and gain weight? I well, I didn't it. get COVID. I just like went Payton running. Did. Sean Payton did. Oh, Sean Payton. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I feel like I need to eat a bunch of ice cream to get over COVID. Like maybe that would be the secret the secret to recovering. But I'm not an epidemiologist. I, I can't really comment on that. But uh, yeah, it, I feel like that would be hard. So also with us tonight, uh, segueing here, to is Adnan Ikic. She is on Twitter, at Say Which Way. Adnan, anything that you want to close with? Anything you want to plug? Um, I do my weekly fantasy stud and dud article, which is basically just uh, – an excuse to praise Young Wei Koo every week because he is the team's consistently the team's best fantasy player week in and week out. Hashtag young young Hero Koo, okay. <laughs> yes, yeah, so guys, definitely check that out. Adnan's fantasy article, it's good stuff. Uh, follow him on Twitter also. He deserves more follows at Say Which Way. Uh, we all deserve we all we all deserve uh, more follows, but you know. I'll let you guys be the, the arbiters for that. Maybe, maybe you know. Okay. All you know, angry gripes, comments to at words and beer. At that words is and beer. The, yeah. That is yeah. the that is the collective <laughs> alcoholic Twitter. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and you know, if you want to spread it around, some at the alcoholic Matt, um, <laughs> at alcoholic DW. Yeah. You, you know, so Wait, spread spread the love with me. the takes. Yeah, don't send we it to me. Yeah. We all look at it. Every day, right. so sit there. We'll we'll take a look. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the, there's no better way to uh, to get your criticisms, uh, you know, of not only the Falcons, but you know, also your your takes on um on how we need a new quarterback. Uh, yeah. you, you know, the, the those accounts love to hear about that. Yes. Um, you, you know your your tanking takes. Um, how it you know, tanks season. We love your we love your your personal takes as well. You know, if you if you're having issues in your personal life and you want to give bit to someone, absolutely, we'll love to hear. Words and beer at the Falcoholic at Words and Beer. They they're there for you guys. They can they can receive those takes. Uh, Dave. Yeah, and and also um, well, when we get into the off season, just uh, talk about uh, your anger and, uh, <laughs> and and who the Falcons. What the Falcons did and didn't do. Talk about mm-hmm. all the players you want the Falcons to sign. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, your anger with uh with the draft results. So yeah. you know, j- just through those accounts, spread them right. out. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Spread the love around there, guys. Spread the love around. There. Um. Yeah, guys. I am Kevin Knight at Falcon Kevin on Twitter. I'll have stuff all week as usual. Um. And just one more plug: the show is on Twitter at Falcoholic Live. We're quite close to a thousand follows on Twitter. So if you're on the Twitters, hit that up. Uh, like I said, like and subscribe if you haven't already done that. We appreciate all that. It helps other people find the show and the channel on YouTube. And yeah, 
If you're into Discord, um, hit that Discord server up. We've got a lot of good discussion going in there today. And the Patreon is live. If you want to hit those exclusive perks, that's also in the show description. So check that out as well. Um, otherwise, guys, we appreciate you tuning in tonight, hanging out with us. Uh, it helps us get through these these crappy performances, especially from Dirk Cutter. Um, we're, we're glad that you guys are here to, to hear our Dirk Cutter slander. I'm glad that we're not just shouting into the void because it's very frustrating watching him every week. So thank you guys for, for checking it out. Uh, we'll be back on Wednesday night, 8, 10 p.m. Eastern to continue the slander uh, and continue our, you know, looking at this team, which is going to going to contain a lot more draft takes because it's looking more and more likely that we're on route for that top 10 pick. So we'll see what happens there. But again, we appreciate all you guys for donating, everyone for tuning in, everyone for uh, signing up for the Patreon. Uh, we will talk to you guys on Wednesday. Enjoy the rest of your football Sunday. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. We'll talk to you in a few days, guys. Have a great night. Thank you.